Hello and welcome to The Gathering Church. If it's your first time watching, we're so honored to have you with us today. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, go ahead and like, share, comment, and subscribe. And if you're watching on our live.gatherashville.org page, go ahead and say hi down in the comments to let us know you're here. Big changes are coming next week. We are launching Gather Homes. If you want to sign up, you can do so at our website, gatherashville.org. We believe life change happens in the context of community. While this online platform has provided us with a larger reach and a, and a way to unite in worship for this season, we believe it is time to responsibly move on to the next one. You can still sign up to host, and if you do, we will equip you, train you, and work hard to make your home a safe, clean environment to meet in. You can also sign up to be in one of our Gather Homes. Don't waste any time. Sign-ups are opening today right after service. Head over there and find the one closest to you and get ready to get back in community. Today, we are finishing up our series called Enemies of Progress. For the last several months, global progress has been stalled by the pandemic. During that time, many of us have been at home, isolated, and wondering what happens next and evaluating what's happened before. Maybe you've decided that in one way or another, it was time for you to make some changes for the better. Maybe you've decided that you're going to come out of this strange time better than you went into it. Maybe you've decided this is the season you are going to really begin to grow spiritually. Or maybe you decided to make progress elsewhere, maybe physically or mentally. But at some point along the way, I would guess you encountered the enemies of progress. And in this season, they've been working harder than ever. Vice and complacency are what we talked about in the last couple weeks. And today we're going to talk about one more enemy of progress. Fear. Is fear your enemy of progress? COVID-19 has been a fear-creating machine for the whole planet. But fear existed as an enemy of progress long before coronavirus entered our psyche. We've encountered fear at many different fronts as we've tried to make progress. And so here's our goal as a church. Paul writes this in Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. God has a goal for you. He wants to move you towards that goal. And so our goal in this series is to help you put these enemies of progress behind you so you can move forward to what is ahead, to discover your purpose and to make a difference in that purpose the way you were created to. So let's talk about the ways fear stops our progress. I think there's different categories of fear that tend to slow us down. First, fear of circumstances. This is a common denominator for most of us right now. There's a lot to be afraid of. There is a deadly virus out there that spreads easily and we don't know much about it. The news about it is conflicting and confused and it's creating a culture of fear across our whole planet. Fear that drives our decisions, fear that slows our progress. And it's not just fear of our circumstances around coronavirus that slow us down either. There are other circumstances that drive fear. If you're a young black man in our country right now, there's reason to be afraid. In the news, just over the last month, we've seen two instances 
of loss of life that were a product of racism and fear. And maybe that's got you really afraid and you don't know how to move forward or what it looks like to move forward. Maybe you're afraid to be honest about what you believe in. Maybe in your family there's hostility towards God. And so to move closer to the purpose He has for you means more people learning what you believe. And you're afraid of their reactions. We have fear in our circumstances. We also have fear of the unknown. This has always been one that slows us down to a hard stop. What's going to happen if I keep going? What's really out there? What will I discover? Who will I become? Fear of the unknown has kept a lot of people from growing and moving forward and moving on. The reality is, many of us would rather stay in the toxic than step into the unknown. So even though we feel empty and dissatisfied, we choose to stay where we are instead of moving forward because at least we know what this life is like. Our fear of the unknown cripples us. Fear of, and finally, fear of the outcome. Maybe you were making progress in an area. You were pursuing God-sized dreams for your life. You were making plans and you were seeking God's will and you were going forward, but then a voice in your head started asking, what ifs? What if this doesn't turn out the way I want? What if what I'm praying for isn't what I get? What if I ask God to use me and He wants to use me in ways I'm not comfortable with? Fear of the outcome is fear of failure or fear of succeeding in something other than what you set out to do. It's fear of commitment. It's fear of having to live in the results of this progress when really, we, we really don't know what those results are going to be like. Fear is the same no matter what it's driven by. And if your progress has been stalled by one of these, it's likely been stalled by all of them. I am tired of living in fear. Are you? I am tired of the wondering and the anxiety and the constant questioning of everything that I do. We can find freedom from this. I'm ready to be free from the fear that is defining my year 2020. Are you ready to be free of it? There is a cure for fear. There are many stories of faith and fear in the Bible, but there is always one that comes to my mind when I feel this enemy of progress showing up. Jesus and his disciples are crossing the Sea of Galilee in a boat. A third of his men were fishermen at one time. And so they know the sea. They understand it. They know the way across the sea. They know how a boat works. And they should be pretty comfortable in it. So Jesus decides he's going to take a nap on this boat ride. Because listen, there ain't nothing like a boat nap. And look at the story in Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. It says, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And he replied, You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? And then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This big storm comes up while they are out on the water. And I want you to get a picture here of a small wooden boat out miles from land. And this massive storm is sending waves crashing over the side of it. And Jesus is fast asleep while the disciples are trying to get through this storm to the other side. They are crippled with fear. Fear of the storm, 
fear of the seas that lie ahead of them, fear of sinking. They're feeling a lot of fear. So they wake up Jesus, disturb his boat nap, and he responds, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Faith. Faith is the cure for fear. The smaller our faith, the greater our fear, and the greater our faith, the smaller our fear. Today, to kill this enemy of progress, we need to learn to live in faith. First, faith despite our circumstances. It does seem a little unreasonable of Jesus to call these guys men of little faith. It was a scary moment they were in. Fear seems like the logical response. But the reason he said that was clarified in the next moment. It says, Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. They had Jesus in the boat. They didn't have to fear their circumstances because the one who was with them was more powerful than any circumstances that could come against them. We may be living in a time when fear is a reasonable response, but we have Jesus. We have the Spirit of God living inside of us. The same God who has the power to tell a storm to stop is the same God who has set up His temple in our own bodies. When you feel fear about the world around you slowing you down, it's time to seek God. Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord, and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. The disciples lived this that day in the boat, and I believe we will experience it as well. I know that I say this all the time, but you've got to hear me. Take your fears to God in prayer and worship. If you are terrified of the world around you, get up a little bit earlier or carve out a moment in your day and worship. Just put your attention off the world and on the one who made it for just a minute. And then pray and speak to him and tell him what your fears are. Jesus is in the boat. Wake him up and ask him to help you. And then read his promises. Read the stories of his faithfulness. Read the scriptures he's given us so we can know him more closely. I don't think Jesus rebuked his disciples because they woke him up. I think he rebuked them because they woke him up out of fear instead of out of faith. Approach Jesus with your circumstances, believing that he is with you and believing that he is for you and with faith that he can overcome those circumstances. And then you can have faith despite your circumstances. Instead of fear of the unknown, we could have faith in the one who knows. One of the things that makes the coronavirus so scary is how little we know about it every day. There's information on the news that contradicts what we were told yesterday. That's not because the scientists and doctors don't know what they're doing. It's because they're studying something new and that's what it looks like. The unknown has been the great driver of fear through this whole crisis. Our leaders have had to choose between the unknown dangers of this virus and unknown economic consequences. We've been going crazy at home because we don't know when things are going to normalize or if they will. But our God can see the ending as well as He can see the beginning. Nothing is unknown to Him. He's told us what matters, what's important. He's told us how to enter into a relationship with Him and how to live in a world that doesn't believe in Him and who we should tell about Him. He's told us all these things, and He's also told us that we would face all kinds of troubles until we go to meet Him face to face. And He told us that He works all things together for our good. 
So even though we're surrounded by the unknown, we are serving the God who knows. And when we place our faith in Him, we don't have to live in fear any longer. Psalm 56 verses 3 and 4 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? When you're terrified of all the things you don't know, remember the one who knows and what he's called you to. If you're stuck in the toxic because you're afraid to step into the unknown, remember that he has called you to a purpose. And he says he didn't come into the world for us to be condemned, but rather to give us life and life in abundance. When the disciples made the decision to wake Jesus up, I bet they were nervous. They didn't really know what Jesus was going to do. They'd never seen him command the weather before. They had seen him do amazing things, but not that. They didn't know how he could help or if he could help, but they knew that because of what they had seen him do in their past, that the best option for their unknown future was to trust in Jesus. And so they woke him up. Listen, I don't know what God has planned for your future. If you're trying to make some progress in an area of your life, I don't know how God has planned for it to work out. The Bible says in Proverbs, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The truth is, our plans don't always go the way that we want them to. God knows how it will work out. I mean, you don't, and I don't. But I do know that he cares for you, that he showed up for you in the past, that he's called you and he has dreams for you. So don't just keep trying to do it on your own, to move forward on your own. Bring Jesus into it. Here's the application for this one. Release control. You are afraid of the unknown because you want to control the world around you. Release it. Trust that God is good. Psalm 27, verses 1 and 2. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I fear? It's time to trust that even if there is a lot you don't know, God is still in control. He can see what we can't, and He is good. Which brings me to my last way, the last way we combat fear. Faith, no matter the outcome. We love Bible stories like this one because the ending is so cool. Jesus wakes up and says, what are you worried about? And tells the seas to calm down, and they do. They smoothly sail the rest of the way and carry on with the purpose they were called to. Our hope is always that it goes that way for us too, isn't it? That if we meet obstacles in our progress, we can wake Jesus up and He'll put them to rest so we can carry on with our purpose. But it doesn't always go that way, does it? Even good people sometimes go through storms with no miraculous endings. The storms just go on the way they would have. I don't believe Jesus rebuked His disciples for their fear because it was obvious that He could end the storm. I think He just wanted them to feel confident because even in that storm, He was with them. 1 John 5 says, For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. No matter what the outcome is of this present moment, we will achieve victory through our faith. The ending is written, and it is good. And so church, it's time to move forward 
to bring hope to a world in desperate need of it. It's time for us to make progress in our lives spiritually and to move closer to the purpose of our creation. We may fail. We may face storms. We are going to encounter things we weren't prepared for, and they will all try to stall our pro progress. But instead of fear, we move forward in faith with the belief that our faith has the power to move these mountains and accomplish the purpose of our creation. If you're watching today and, and you've never entered into a relationship with Jesus, I need you to know that a life exists for you where you can exist in faith, not in fear. And you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to have your life straightened out first. You can just make a decision right now to enter into a relationship with Him and all the rest of it will come after. If you're ready to do that today, would you just say this prayer with me wherever you are? Just say it with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me for trying to do this all on my own. I need you, God. Forgive me of my mistakes and my sins. I believe in you, Lord, and I believe that you have, you have done everything that you could to bring me close to you. And so today, I make the decision to follow you. I give you all that I am. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if you just made that decision, let us be the church. Let us be the family that you're walking into and come alongside you in your next steps. Fill out a Connect card online and I promise nothing weird is going to happen. We're just going to try to give you some great next steps for you to take and help you get engaged in the life of the church. If you're watching today and you've got prayer requests of any kind, you can let us know on that Connect card and our prayer team will lift them up in prayer for you. They will be praying for you. If you're here today and uh, you've got any other way that you want, you, got it, you want to know more about our gather homes or how to host one or anything like that, just fill out a Connect card and our team will connect with you as soon as possible. Hey, this is also when we worship through giving. And so if you're a, a part of this church, if this is your home, we invite you to partner with us in giving to worship in this way we're so honored to have had you with us here today if and uh, we cannot wait until next week when we start to see each other face to face again have a great week